Welcome to the Liberty Block. I'm Elliot Axelman. I'd like to do a short podcast and video today about a very disturbing issue and very important. It's an issue that I thought was pretty conspiratorial, even for me. For a while, I thought that those who believed that vaccines cause serious injuries were probably conspiracy nuts. But when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I saw a patient. Uh, I can't really say when. I don't want to be too unethical and release private health information. But yeah, I saw with my own eyes and my own uh, medical equipment. And very disturbing case where pretty much the, the doctor was telling me that she's seen a lot of these cases. They're happening, she said, very often or a lot of these cases all over the Northeast and the whole United States, maybe the whole world, Israel found that after the vaccine, how many did Israel find? I here written down somewhere. This article said that Israel found as many as one in every three to 6,000. So a total of a few hundred teens, like people under 20, 24 years old, under 18 years old maybe, after the second shot of Moderna or Pfizer, the two mRNA COVID vaccines that require two doses, after the second one, around two or three days later, they develop moderate to severe myocarditis. Myocarditis is inflammation of the heart muscle. It's the middle layer, which is the real muscle layer that does all the work for the heart that pumps blood. And some cases of pericarditis, which is inflammation of the sac around the heart, which is also bad. Obviously not desirable and not normal. So a few issues with this. The first is, in medicine, like I've said many times, and I said this in a speech the other night, and I've said this many times now, and even in the book, it, every single thing, especially medicine, let's take healthcare as an example, before you do any intervention or before any human does anything, we always weigh the benefits and the risks. So how bad is the risk? How profound is the risk? And what percentage, what chance is there of that happening? Is it death? And is there an 80% chance of it happening? Then we wouldn't do that. If is the risk only a 2% chance and is the risk of developing nausea, then maybe that's what we call low risk. Now, on the other side, it also depends on the benefit. Is there an 85% chance of massive benefit? That's great benefit. Is there a 3% chance of a mild benefit? Okay, that's a very, very overall a small benefit, right? So look at the overall benefit and the overall risk of a given intervention before we do it. And we all do this in medicine and ideally with informed consent of the patient. So the patient, the healthcare provider, both look at the risks and benefits and the chances of them happening, and then they make a decision together whether to do an intervention or not. This is what we do for every medication, every intervention from uh, cardioverting patients to giving them medications to placing IVs, every single thing we do, we have to weigh the risks and benefits. Otherwise it's not medicine. Otherwise it's just barbaric, ridiculous, arbitrary things we're doing to people. With the vaccines, we don't know a whole lot about them. Keep in mind that people are making it sound like it's totally FDA approved. Even the FDA, which I don't trust at all, but even the FDA has not approved the vaccines. They have an emergency use authorization. This means that they're only approved for, I think, a few months, a short period of time, because they believe it's an emergency, which obviously the COVID is not an emergency, but they're only approved on an emergency basis. They're not actually FDA approved. So it's very interesting that it's not FDA approved, but they're pushing the vaccines harder than they've ever pushed any vaccine or any medication or any intervention ever. 
The CDC, FDA, the federal government in general has pushed anti-smoking, anti-drinking, anti-obesity, anti-heart disease campaigns, anti-drug campaigns. They've never pushed anything as hard as they're pushing vaccines. Pushing anti-obesity and heart disease campaigns are high yields, meaning a lot of benefit, because if we can get rid of all heart disease, we can save 650,000 lives every year in the United States. Heart disease is the number one killer. So if we can abolish all heart disease, I know it's not possible, but magically speaking, if we can get rid of anything, that would save the most lives. It's the number one killer. Cancer is the number two killer. If we can get rid of all cancer, we can save a lot of lives, about a half a million. If we get rid of all COVID deaths, we're barely saving any lives, essentially zero. In the population of teens and children, essentially zero, between zero and 250 at the highest estimate, have died in the past year of COVID. Children, I'll repeat that. People under 21 years old, the, the highest estimate I saw is a total of 250 pediatrics have died of COVID since the beginning of the pandemic, so in a year or a year and a half. So considering that if, at best case scenario, if we can abolish all of COVID deaths in the pediatric population, the, ma the maximum benefit we could have is still negligible. It's saving 250 lives out of, you know, uh, 100 million. Now let's look at the risk side. At least a few, maybe 1%, 5%, 10%, at least a few of the kids who get the COVID vaccines, the kids who would not really be very vulnerable to COVID, but the vaccines, at least some percentage of them will develop very dangerous adverse reactions, such as severe myocarditis, like a patient who, um, at least one that I saw, and doctors have told me that they've seen a lot, nurses in Boston have told me they've seen a lot, other paramedics in Boston have said they've seen a lot. So again, I'm, I don't have an exact number, it could be a few hundred, a few thousand, tens of thousands, I don't know. But the CDC has acknowledged that a higher than expected number of cases of teens getting myocarditis within two days of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines is observed. And, you know, they've admitted this and they're going to meet on the 18th to decide what to do. I have a feeling, it's hard to know, but I have a feeling they're going to pause the vaccinations, the mRNA uh, vaccinations for teens, maybe people under 18 or 20, 25. They're probably going to pause it because they, they, I think they wanted to suppress this, but the story is already out there. A lot of doctors are seeing this and some are speaking up. Some are afraid, but some are speaking up. But still, CDC says, oh yeah, it's happening. At least a few hundred cases. I think 789 cases, um, around 300, I think we're under 30. And I think it said 79 cases were between 12 and 16. No, 79 cases of myocarditis, pericarditis, were in teens that were 16 or 17. So just in those exact age groups, 16 to 17, 79 cases, total of 789 cases. And this was through May, so this doesn't count the last two weeks, where again, we could have had millions more kids vaccinated, meaning maybe thousands more of these uh, myocarditis cases. Now, what's myocarditis? Because I know that the other side or some side of, I don't know who it is, government, politicians, elites, big pharma, I don't know. Someone's behind a massive PR campaign. And I read about that in, in chapter 16 of the book, I believe. There's a humongous PR campaign, possibly the biggest ever since Gobbles, but probably the biggest ever in history. This PR campaign is essentially saying, oh, myocarditis, it's not that bad anyway. Walk it off. You'll be totally fine. Uh, it's, it's super common. It's like a sprained ankle. It's super common, right? So they're making it seem like it's common and it's benign. Uh, it's not. It's inflammation of the heart muscle, which is abnormal. It's not normal. I, I could say that ACS, uh, occlusion, cabbages, these things are more normal than myocarditis. It's actually quite rare. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, angina, STEMI, probably probably more common than myocarditis, to be honest. It's pretty rare. It's inflammation of the heart. Maybe a bad virus or something can cause 
myocarditis, not a lot. It's something I, I knew of it. I have not seen many cases of it. Um, very, very few cases. I've seen thousands and thousands of STEMIs. I've seen thousands of cases of angina in my career. Um, uh, multivessel occlusions, other CHF. I, I've seen very few, a handful of myocarditis. So it's not that, that uh, common. The PR campaign is also saying that it's super benign. It's nothing. It's just a bit of inflammation. It'll go away. Well, not really, because if the inflammation's bad, heart cells die, I believe, right? If there's troponin in the bloodstream, which is the positive marker for heart attack, meaning cells have died in the heart, if it's elevated, it doesn't mean there's inflammation. It means that there's bad enough inflammation that, to my understanding, heart cells have exploded. And most cells explode, they release their contents. And one of the contents that's specialized, that's especially in cardiac cells, is called troponin. It's a protein that's in cardiac cells. And when we measure that, if we see it in the bloodstream, we see that they have are positive for having cell death in the heart. And the heart doesn't regenerate cells. So once you lose cells in the heart, they're dead forever. So if you lose too much of them, you have heart failure and your heart function goes down and down and down. And eventually you need an LVAD or a heart transplant and eventually you die if you don't get it. So it, that is pretty bad, right? Sounds pretty bad? Yeah. Anyway, at least some patients, like some of the patients that I've encountered personally, have had moderate to severe myocarditis, not dead, but blood pressure low. So if blood pressure is low enough, that means that some heart function has decreased because of the inflammation being so bad, it killed, I don't know, five or 10% of cells in the heart, which is pretty bad. We're talking about healthy teenagers here, remember? So pretty bad. I spoke with someone very close to the source and he assured me 100% Sununu is very well aware of it and doesn't give a, doesn't give a crap. Mm-hmm. You heard that right. Dictator Chris Nunu is aware of this, and, and uh, Dr. Chan, who's his uh, health professional running the coronavirus, coronavirus task force in New Hampshire, very well aware of it, and they don't care that teens are being hurt. At least, so, again, teens are not being helped by the COVID vaccine. We explained that. The benefit side, benefit is essentially negligible. The risk is at least significant. It could be 1%, 5%, 10%, but there's some risk. And if there's no benefit, then any risk is too much risk, right? If there's a massive benefit from the vaccine and some risk, then we can argue whether one's greater than the other. But if one is zero, the other one is gonna be greater for sure, right? Um, teens are at a negligible risk of dying of COVID. That is it's just a fact. I have I wrote a whole book about it. You can argue the stats. I have hundreds of sources. So he knows. And at first when I was talking to this person, you know, very close to the source, um, I was kind of shocked and upset. But then I realized, obviously, Sununu knows, because the CDC's already published this. The CDC, I think a few days ago, said they're aware of it. A lot of cases they're tracking of myocarditis with kids being reported to VAERS and reported by doctors. And they're going to meet about this exact issue of teens getting myocarditis right after the shot, the second dose of these vaccines. So they know. So obviously, you know, the, the governor knows, everyone knows, if the CDC has already put it out there. So it's not a secret, but I'm calling on Sununu to pause the vaccines in teens, maybe people under 20 or 25 or 30 in New Hampshire, because again, their risk clearly outweighs the benefit. It's that simple. If he has the power to stop it, which he probably does have the power to stop the vaccines, or pause them until we can figure out exactly what's going on and confirm the myocarditis numbers and confirm exactly what's going on. Maybe he or the HHS, the Health and Human Services Department, or someone in New Hampshire, or if someone from the FDA or CDC is listening, that's fine too. So I'm calling on the state of New Hampshire and federal government and all governments, all politicians and all doctors to 
effective immediately stop giving this vaccine to kids where there is more risk than benefit of them developing heart damage that will last for life. And they may die, they may develop moderate heart failure, they may not be able to run again because their heart can't handle that much exercise, but they can walk. That's still disability. And I hope, and now that we know for a fact that Sununu knows this is another important thing, we know that the governments all know, because everyone knows about this now, they should be on the hook. They won't be, but they should be on the hook for lawsuits. Uh, families of all these patients we're talking about that we've seen and doctors have personally told me, nurses have personally told me they've seen a lot of these cases. So we know there are at least a few hundred. They should be on the hook for lawsuits. And, and if you actually look at case law and you, and you do the math and research for quality of life years, they call it um, years and quality of life. So if you injure or kill a you know 10 year old, for instance, you might be responsible for 50, 70, 80 total quality of life years. And that lawsuit might be $100 million because it's, you know, a life is worth a lot of money. If they were 80 years old, that quality of life lawsuit might only uh, award the plaintiff a million dollars in damages as opposed to $100 million when you kill a child, right? Makes sense. And, and that's, I, I think, how it generally works. So I think that Sununu, Dr. Chan, Dr. Fauci, Biden, everyone, everyone of the government who was okay with this, which is pretty much everyone, should be on the hook for this. And they should be responsible for paying out damages. Of course, that won't happen. But in, in the article we wrote, and I'm going to link the article to this video, of course, as always, and I'll put it in the show notes. In the article, we have a list of people, a few state reps, a few medical providers. I just started a few minutes ago gathering names. We're going to have a lot of names. I just made a petition on change.org, so I'll, I'll link the petition as well. I don't know if that'll you know go viral, so to speak, or not. But we are going to have a whole lot of names of medical providers and I'll personally reach out to a few other providers that I know of and see if they're willing to sign on to this article, which is essentially a petition in and of itself, asking uh, Dr. Sununu to immediately pause the vaccinations for teens in New Hampshire because it's doing more harm than good. Let me see if I have anything else written in the article that's important um, or related to this. I mean, I wanted to talk a lot about the propaganda as well because, again, like I said, someone, I don't know who it is, I, I can't speculate, I really have no idea if it's politicians or big pharma lobbyists or other elites or media. Whoever it is has essentially seemingly gone to a PR firm. And I've seen some some evidence of this, actually. Um, people said celebrities or, or social media influencers were uh, approached and solicited by PR firms looking to do ads and saying they would you know, pay for or reimburse their ads on, on Facebook. And they're probably doing it on, on TikTok, too, I've heard. But definitely Facebook is what I know more. They're doing ads, celebrities, social media influencers, um, Hall of Fame athletes like Emmett Smith, Alex Rodriguez. I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame because he has other issues with injecting stuff into the muscle, if you know what I mean. So they're doing these ads on Facebook, encouraging people to get vaccines. And there was some doctor, Dr. Mama, Dr. Jones or something, um, who's an OBGYN on Facebook with this ad that keeps popping up on my timeline every day for some reason, saying, you should get the vaccine even if you had covid you had prior infection, you think you have antibodies? Nah, antibodies suck. The vaccine is good. You don't really get antibodies from natural infection, only from our vaccine. You gotta take our vaccine. And it's this doctor essentially throwing away all her credibility. She's an OBGYN, not an immunologist, but whatever. But if people had some uh, faith in her, she's throwing it away for whatever money she's being paid um, to make this ad. Cause it's an ad and she's being reimbursed for her ads by this PR firm is what I believe is going on. So in my article, I have picture of this Mama Dr. Jones on Facebook. And I have pictures of Alex Rodriguez, Emmett Smith, 
and some other random people who I guess are social media influencers. I don't know who Eva Chen is, Kelly Swoop. I don't know who it is, but they keep hitting me with these ads. They're targeting me with these ads. I also have pictures and uh, screenshots of posts of a 17-year-old and a uh, 15-year-old, I think, a 14-year-old, a 19-year-old, 21-year-old, and an 18-year-old. All these kids who got seemingly moderate or severe myocarditis and they're in the hospital. Some go to ICUs. I think one of them died. Previously healthy kids. And two days after the second dose, they are developing myocarditis. And, you know, these are posts all from, from the family. So, you know, the families are going public with this. I'm sure some families didn't want to go public, but some did. Um, Gillespie family, the Oz family, um, another one with no last name, Another family here of a 21-year-old, another one here of the Harris family. They've gone public. Again, there are a lot of these cases, and I probably sound like a conspiracy nut, but there's decent evidence. And again, I, it's tough, but I can admit, admit when I'm wrong. I thought a lot of these people were wacko quacks. And when you present good evidence, I'll, I'll change my mind. I've done it before plenty of times. I have strong principles, but I'll change my mind if I'm wrong. And if there's a lot of evidence proves I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, it looks like I was wrong about, you know, at least this vaccine, I can't speak for other vaccines. I still, um, believe in them, but I'll tell you what, I lost a lot of faith in medicine and I am in medicine and I lost faith in people like me, my peers. It's very sad. And that's a point, the point that I'll end with. When I was talking to this doctor, I spoke to her for like 20, 30 minutes. I was speaking to her for a while. She was really creeped out and disturbed about the amount of cases she's seen with these teens. And she told me something. You know, and I was thinking the same thing. She said, if this turns out to be what it seems like it's going to be, this is going to be a big story and it's going to be a big, big problem. And I'm like, yeah, you're telling me this is going to be really, really bad. Because I think if this turns out to be true, which is certainly seems to be the case, unless we all just missed the biggest coincidence ever or assumed something it's not, but it's way too much to be a coincidence now. I think that once this fully develops and the story is really out there in a few more weeks, the public, maybe 50, 80, 90, 100%, a lot of people will have totally lost faith in medicine forever. I think people will see medicine as politicized, like media was neutral when it became politicized. Medicine was neutral and it became politicized right now. It's been happening for decades, but this is the big one, coronafascism and the vaccines. I'm totally ignoring science and pushing the vaccines. And doctors saying, yeah, you might develop myocarditis, but just walk it off. The vaccine is still safe. And even if it's not, who cares? Get it. Don't be selfish, get it, or you'll kill grandma. And I think that for me, it's weird because I'm in medicine, but I'm also a human who's a patient of doctors. And I go to doctors. I was at an ER recently. I go to my primary care doctor. I talk to him quite often. And it's weird for me because I'm on both sides, patient and provider, right? And I have lost a lot of faith in medicine. Every day I'm losing more faith in medicine because I don't even know what to think anymore. And I know of another person who is a nurse and is thinking about furthering her education and thinking about leaving medicine altogether. She's been a nurse for a while because it's it's really become too politicized and too effed up, to be honest. Um, and obviously I've had the same thoughts because it's, I don't even know what to do anymore. It's hard to trust something that totally violated your trust massively. And medicine has been infected by the ultimate virus, which is politicians and politics. So yeah, check out the article. We have tons of sources as always. We are the most well-sourced 
publication in the universe that I know of to this date. Um, tons and tons of sources in this article. Yep, there's Alex Rodriguez's nice triceps and biceps, um, with the help of anabolic stars, of course. But yeah, Alex Rodriguez is still looking super strong. Uh, it's just so funny. I, the irony is clearly lost on them. Alex Rodriguez, hashtag grateful to get my second vaccination shot today. Happy Sunday, everyone. And I'm like, you guys really, you, you geniuses put Alex Rodriguez, the face of anabolic steroid use and being, you know, ostracized from professional sports for using anabolic steroids, like intramuscular injections, I suppose. And he's counseling me on what kind of intramuscular injections to get. So beautifully ironic. I love it. So yeah, this article is taken off. It's got, I think, over 1,500, 1,600 people have read the article already. So it has taken off, and I'm glad people are sharing it around. Keep sharing it around because this is extremely important. I've already reached out to um, Dictator Sununu in multiple ways, asking him to pause the vaccines for teens. He's ignored me. So again, I'm sure he'll keep ignoring us. I've spoken to people who are, have a lot more influence than me. They've all said he'll ignore us. And that's fine because that's a story in and of itself. If Sununu knows about this and he keeps harming kids, because again, if I were a lawyer, I would take these cases pro bono and I would sue the hell out of them because they are actually hurting teens. Yeah, so if you know someone who um, had myocarditis or any other big issue right after a vaccine, I think you might have a decent case for a lawsuit against Sununu and Chan and everyone in the Health and Human Services Department on the state and federal levels. And I hope they all go down. But they won't because we're all screwed. So check out libertyblock.com for more. Let me know what you think. Uh, until next time, have a great night.